0: hotter than a twist on a tin roof. They're more exciting than a wipeout in 10-foot surf. In short, Robin, Wonder Girl, Aqualad, and Kid Flash, the Teen Titans, are a fighting force you'll never forget. So follow the beat of their feet and the roar of the Hondas as this latest and greatest, bravest and boldest team takes on the astounding separated man.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of The Brave and the Bob. And I am here once again with my good buddy from the Lords of Order podcast, Ed Moore. How are you, my friend? Pretty good, sir. How are you doing? Oh, I am fantastic. So the last time you and I spoke, we talked about what basically amounted to uh, the first team up of the Team Titans. Now, there were, you know, just the the, the three of them there. We had uh, Aqualad, Kid Flash, and of course, uh, the boy wonder Robin. And in this one, we're going to get uh, a fourth member added to the team here. But we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, we're going to be talking about the Brave and the Bold number 60 from uh, uh, June, July 1965 cover dated here. So uh, got a, a, a cover here. What in the world? <laughs> what made you think this was a good one to talk about? I got to know. <laughs> um,
0: mainly because it was the first Teen Titans, and I wanted to see how they started. Um, now, yeah, you know it it does get kind of weird as you read it, but <laughs> it's the first teen, first Teen Titans, so we'll you know we'll go for that as as the the biggest reason to read this one.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy uh, on multiple levels, and of course, obviously, one of the focuses of this show is uh, Mister Zany Bob Haney, and he is the writer on this. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll dive into his craziness in this one because this one really goes off the rails, but it's hilarious, and you know, again, anytime there's a comic that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but has uh, some really cool artwork and a story that leaves you scratching your head. That is uh, that's that's the tops for me. I, I love it.
0: <laughs> yep, absolutely.
1: So, yeah. So, yeah, let's take a look at this cover first off the bat. So this cover here is by Nick Carty and I, I like Nick Carty I'm a big Nick Hardy fan. So uh, what do you think of this cover here? I, I like the
0: cover. The the little faces over on the left-hand side, that Wonder Girl face is kind of frightening, to to be honest with you. it's You know, uh, Robin and Aqualad and Kid Flash, they're doing okay, but for some reason, I, I assume that Nick Cardi did that little headshot too. that she, She's kind of scary looking. She looks like she just dropped acid, like she's… <laughs> Something. Yeah, I don't know. So, you know, it's okay. Well, let's let's look over here to the right a little bit, you know, at the the main part of the cover. Mm -hmm. Now, that's cool. It's got our our four uh, principal, I guess you would call them protagonists. And and it, it has our principal antagonists. So you you without knowing beforehand, but now having read it, we know this is like everybody that's in the book. These are the good guys and this is the bad guy. And you can see that they're fighting now, you know, you have some questions. Who is this dude? Uh, why, why does he look kind of like a uh, – like a, maybe a giant lava man or something like that kind of because of the way mm-hmm. he's colored? Yeah. Um, are, are they in the ocean fighting him? Um, you know, so it, it, it gives you some questions that makes you want to read the book. Um, we, we're told that the four teenage heroes in one blazing adventure, so that's – you know, if, if you like all of these people – Well, that's four times the normal reason to pick up the book because it has all of them in it. Mm -hmm. Teen Titans, Brave and the Bold, if you like one or both of those, there's more So there's just all kinds of reasons on the cover to want to pick it up off the stand, uh, out out of the spinner rack, and open it up and see what in the heck is going on on the inside.
1: Yeah, I really like this cover quite a bit. I do like... um covers now this is you know on the app i'm reading this so maybe the original issue i'm not sure but on the app here it's like a black uh background and border like almost like in an l shape where it's just black behind the characters and they have little circles around there you know behind their faces as well it's like an orange color and it's robin wonder girl aqua Halad and kid flashes in red and then uh, around the top, behind the Teen Titans logo, is black as well. And the Teen Titans is like a red and green color. And it's like popping off of the comic. I, I really like this cover. A lot of color um, for like
0: not the the um, actual artwork, but even even those uh, the colors in the back of the circles for the headshots that you mentioned. Each one is a, a slightly different shade as you go from top to bottom. So I mean, just lots of color everywhere. Um, orange and green and yellow and yeah very very eye-catching if if you don't even look at the artwork yet just the
1: colors Hmm. yeah yeah fantastic stuff i really like it and you know it's it's pretty cool it, it makes you wonder what's going on here and you know basically what's going on is it's basically the first kind of official appearance of you know the teen titans the silver edge teen titans right right yep Yeah. So, you know, like we said, we've got, you know, Kid Flash, Aqualad, Robin, and now Wonder Girl, Donna Troy as well. And (laughs) you and I talked for a minute or two offline about how, you know, Haney just did whatever he wanted. So he wanted to put in, you know, uh, a young Wonder Woman type character into this, even though she doesn't fit into any kind of continuity. And they kind of had to do some things down the road to, you know, kind of. Jerry rig her into continuity, but what <laughs> whether or not anybody at DC liked it, he did it. He put her in this comic book. <laughs> yep, and and I thought she worked out pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. There was a, a really big spotlight on her in this uh, a comic. So on top of it being uh, uh, crazy and wild, it uh, you know it had a good spotlight on a new character. You know, with her in there too. So. All right. Well, why don't we jump into this one? And it's called the Astounding Separated Man. And it's uh, our buddy uh, scripter Zany Bob Haney, and the print, the pencils and inks. Uh, again, interior artwork is uh, by Bruno Premiani. And you know, we talked about him on our last recording a little bit as well. You know, uh, the, my greatest adventure. I had you know seen him in that, uh, talking about uh, our buddy uh, Paul Hicks's uh, podcast too. Uh, Waiting for Doom. You know, the Doom Patrol. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind, of kind of the same uh, team we had last time. Uh, and then we have uh, Stan Starkman on uh, letters, which sounds like a pseudonym to me, but hey, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But <laughs> So I'm just going to rattle off here at Grand Comics Database. They just have a little one-liner here. It says, uh, synopsis is, the teens of Midville call upon the Teen Titans to help stop the separated man from destroying their town. So, okay, so... <laughs> The separated man. We'll 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 get into him. But uh, <laughs> what do you think of this first uh, page here? This first splash page is absolutely just gonzo. I when I it, first saw this, I didn't know what to think. Yeah. Now
0: this looks like a trip. Uh, you, yeah. You've got a you've got a giant disembodied mouth blowing uh, a Wonder Girl like blow, blowing her out of the air, or, or maybe she was in the mouth and the mouth is spitting her out. I mean, you can't really tell necessarily exactly what. Um, over to the the left, it, it's kind of three panels, and, and they're like mm-hmm. kind of cracked to separate them from being one picture. So that's uh, the upper uh, right. And then over on the left in, in kind of a vertical column is Kid Flash dodging fireballs coming out of a giant disembodied eye is what it looks like to me. And a little bit more to it in the story that you find out, but that's that's what this image looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, m- moving on, like if, if you go kind of in a in a circle, that would be what would that be counterclockwise from yep. mm-hmm. upper Wonder Girl to the left uh, vertical column to Kid Flash, and then you circle around to the lower uh, right hand side. You have Robin on what what we come to find out is a Honda. I would have just called it a scooter, but apparently back then Hondas were a thing. Uh, I know it's a motorcycle company, but mm-hmm. I didn't know they were ever a thing. Um, he's he's riding a Honda with a whole bunch of other. Uh, they look like teens, mm-hmm. and and they're pulling, uh, a la Macy's Day Parade, <laughs> a giant disembodied hand by by all these lines that are attached between the hand and the scooters, and, and so it's this whole like stampede of. Teen uh, of scooter riding teens pulling this giant disembodied hand that's floating in the air.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a head trip. This this, this first <laughs> you know page. What? Now now they all
0: <laughs> the, the mouth and and uh, uh, the lips of the mouth and around the eyeball and the hand all look kind of similar. So you kind of think, well, they must be um a, a, they must be part of something somehow. Right. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: right here, what we see, all of them are disembodied. It's just a mouth, just an eyeball and just a hand. So what what they all have to do with each other, even though they do look kind of like you you have no idea from this this page.
1: Yeah. And the skin is like all jacked up. It makes it really gross and creepy looking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like literally those lips. It's like a, a chapstick ad waiting to happen. That's, it's, yeah. Something that you, you don't want to. <laughs>
0: Don't want to get near those,
1: no. Yeah, and then uh, our boy uh, Bob Haney here—he has a text piece, and it says they're hotter than a twist on a tin roof. Uh, he goes they're more exciting than a wipeout, and it's like here we go. He's talking about surfing and wipeouts. I'm like, he was he watching uh, those uh, Annette Funicello uh, and Frankie Avalon movies?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the the Elvis uh, Blue bo- or Blue, yeah. blue Volume or, or one of those. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so i'm just thinking myself man what what was this dude watching he must have been watching something pretty wild but we do get the we see that midville is actually like a it almost reminds you of hawaii so i don't know if that's where this is kind of supposed to be or what because you know it's it shows you know there's a a, a, like surfboards and there's a a, Mm -hmm. a midville team surfers uh, a sign and there's you know some really cool waves and all that beach scene looking here right Right. Yep. Yep. And then and going
0: on though, you have you have words like twist parlor and and where they do the watusi or the swim or the monkey or the frug, which I, I maybe I'm I should be a little ashamed when I admit that I know all of those
1: dances. I know what those. <laughs> are, but that's, that's that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This that this is really awesome. And then we see uh, the outside of Howie's Honda Haven. And I found that interesting that they were really worried, like that Honda motorcycles back in the '60s were a big thing. I just thought to myself, that's weird in the U.S. Like, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know
0: either. Uh, you know, since uh, in, in my older, older age, I've learned about a, a kind of scooter called a Vespa and how popular yep. those used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I never, I've never seen anything that said that Hondas were popular at any time over here, anyway. So I. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't. Maybe, maybe Haney got slipped a little bit to to throw Honda out there, maybe or something. I, you know,
1: I don't know. And maybe they threw a couple of bucks at DC. Yeah, he was for some doing time. some
0: stuff on the DL there while while he was
1: working for DC. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, this is funny. So inside this place, uh, we see Midville's mayor, and he is saying that. Uh, He's going to turn the town government over to the teen mayor, Tommy Holmes, for the next 24 hours. So they're making a teenager mayor, uh, turning the town government over to him for a day. And all the other teens are there. Yay, Tommy. And uh, and go teens, go teen town for a day. (laughs) So this is an interesting thing here. So, you know, it's like, of course, one of those things we were thinking like, okay, they're going to make the teens, you know, in charge of the town for a day. And this is uh, Tommy is going to be like the, you know, air quotes, mayor. Uh, So, of course, you know, the shenanigans are going to hit the fan because, you know, we know teens are crazy and dangerous and, you know, can't be trusted. Right.
0: Right. Right. Especially after the last book that we talked about, where where the (laughs) teens were even uh, kind of at war against all of the adults in the town. So, yeah, we've Mm -hmm. come to learn that in in the mid 60s, teens, teens were maybe the bad guys and we just didn't know it.
1: Yeah, them and their crazy rock and roll music. They were I know, yeah. <laughs> and their Hondas,
0: and, yeah. So.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny. The one caption box says, not everybody in Midville digs this scene. And we see this creepy-looking guy, and he says, huh, look at them. Those kids can't run a town. Even for a single day, no good will come of it. And another guy says, especially with that Holmes boy as mayor, don't forget, his father is a jailbird. So there's some uh, prejudice going on here. Uh, Absolutely. and yeah, and that's going to be a bit of a running theme, but we're going to see, uh, you know, uh, things aren't always what they seem here. So, uh, there we, uh, see some shots of, uh, the teens taking care of the town for a day. And there's a kid being a traffic cop and somebody goes, say that teen traffic cops. Okay. No confusion with that sign at all. And it says red, no, no. And green go, go. <laughs> there you go. It, pretty, pretty straightforward to me. Wow. And another guy, sure, but could he handle a real emergency? And the trash is sure getting collected in a jiffy. And the kids are picking up the trash, and they're uh, polishing. it uh, Looks like a uh, maybe like a World War II like memorial or something. Maybe yeah, some kind of war memorial. Yeah, like it shows a soldier or something like that. And the old town sure looks great. These teens are really on the ball, and you know they're doing a pretty good job of things here. And uh, I do like how you know you're just you're like almost like on a countdown, like. Till the crap hits the fan. Yeah, and, really. It's like nine. Man, it's good eight. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we get uh, Tommy here and he has a picture of his dad. and He says, sigh. If only dad were here to see this day. And his girlfriend, who I think might be Marsha might be her name. She says, Tommy, don't be sad when he hears about it. He'll be pleased just the same. And then she kisses him and sa- he says, trouble is so many people hold it against me. My father, Professor Brian Holmes in prison. And she says, someday he'll be free to start his life over, giving his scientific genius to humanity. Now I've got to go supervise the decorating committee. Bye, darling. And she kisses him. And literally, you know, the next thing is, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on out here? And we hear somebody outside yell, look out, he's back, the separated man. And Tommy's like, what's going on? And we see this crazy, creepy, scaly, warty-looking pink hand smashing into a building. And his response is, Howling Hondas, it can't be.
0: Yep, and now this, this is the same hand uh, that we saw on the splash page, um, mm-hmm. and it's the same kind of coloring that we saw on the main dude on the cover. So uh, we're starting to see that there's some connection, but we just, now we don't understand why necessarily yet.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, so poor, <laughs> uh, you know, Acting Mayor Tommy here, his uh, his teens are going to get blamed for this. So one of the people says that colossal hands ripping the roof right off that house. Run for your lives. And, you know, everybody's starting to panic, which, okay, I get it. They they should be panicking over that. But right away, the people start to say one guy looks up at the uh, uh, office where Tommy is. And he says, there he is. That son of a criminal. And uh, right away, I was like, wait, what? I'm like, oh, son of a criminal. It was mm-hmm. like, when I looked at it early, I was like, what did he? And he goes, "The scientist who unleashed this threat on Midville once before. And I'm assuming uh, Haney just made this up. I don't think there ever was an appearance of the separated man before. I could be wrong, but, you know, if you have any information on that, I'm I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, I have
0: never heard of this character before.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's shenanigans. I think Haney's just, you know, this is part of the story, how supposedly, uh, the the scientist father of this kid, you know, uh, invented this separated man. Or we're gonna come to see. Uh, it's like it's basically he was this separated man. But we'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to this crazy uh, uh, Haney thing here <laughs> in, down the road here. But another guy says yes. Yeah, somehow Holmes must be avenging himself on us. Only he knows how to control that fantastic menace. Which uh, newsflash? He doesn't. He doesn't know what it is. Knows nothing about it. Can't control it the poor kid was just trying to be the best, you know, 24-hour mayor he could. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, "Dad couldn't be behind the hands return. He's still in." "Oh no, he's escaped. That's terrible." And there's a newspaper. "Professor Holmes breaks jail." Right, yeah.
0: So he he didn't know until he saw that headline running by the newspaper, I guess.
1: Yeah, so he runs right back to his home to his ham radio and he's calling the Teen Titans for help. <laughs> now, does does that Seem similar
0: at all to you? Somebody using a ham radio to call heroes or anything?
1: Oh yeah, didn't uh, what's his name do that over at Marvel?
0: Well, Rick Jones, I think, called for help, and that's what started the uh, Avengers uh, way back. But wasn't there uh, Kirby and and well, no, that's DC, isn't it? The Newsboy Legion didn't they do kind of the same thing, communicate by shortwave?
1: Oh yeah, by, I think by so. By Ham Radio. Yeah,
0: so but yeah, you're right. Rick Rick Jones calling for help and like uh what happened the message was intercepted by the heroes and they decided to help instead or Loki. Loki made them diverted the message and and ultimately the the separate heroes got them and they gathered together to try to help, I guess, was what brought those Avengers together the first time. So I I I guess in the in the mid 60s uh shortwave radio ham radio m- must have been pretty popular so c- so they used it to, to to ground the story to give people something that they were familiar with
1: yeah and this is fantastic i love this next scene and in gotham city where batman and robin have just returned to the secret bat cave after a crime patrol batman i love this pose and he has his hands on his hips what's this calling the new teen titans and robin says check batman teen titans is a group of junior crime fighters i set up After Kid Flash, Aqualad and I helped the teenagers of Hatton Corners. So, hey, there's Haney referencing his own continuity, but it's still referencing continuity. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so give him a thumbs up for that. And he says, we respond to calls for help from kids anywhere, anytime. And it sounds like real trouble loose in Midville. And uh, so then, you know, uh, Robin's going to you know get the band back together here and uh, call his uh, homies up to... uh, Go to uh, Midville to uh, see what's going on with uh, the separated man. And Batman's response is, hmm, the Teen Titans, Uh eh? sounds great. But I hope you kids don't tackle more than you can handle. <laughs> oh, Typical wow. adult. Typical yeah, adult. Way to have faith in him. You trained yeah. him, Batman.
0: If he screws up. It, it, that's on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So your... if
0: he can't handle it, that's your fault.
1: Yeah. You trained him, Batman. If he can't handle something, guess who it goes back on?
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And there's Kid Flash, and Flash says, What's with these teenagers? More of them in trouble in Midville this time. And Kid Flash says, sure, Flash. Trouble caused by some adult, I'll bet. Anyway, I'm off like a Flash. I mean, Kid Flash. (laughs) Yeah. I love it when they sass them. And then oh oh, man, here we go in the next panel. And even on Paradise Island, home of the unique Amazons, led by the fabulous Wonder Woman family. And we see, uh, I guess that's Queen Hippolyta there. She says, yeah, I guess so. She says, be careful, Wonder Girl. Despite your Amazon powers, you're just a girl amongst male superheroes. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's like the toughest out of all of them, by the way. But she says, oh, mother, stop babying me. I can do anything a boy can do and better. Goodbye, Wonder Woman. So wait a minute. Goodbye, mother. Oh, mother, stop babying me. So she's Wonder Woman's sister then? I I was going to say, so if she is... Hippolyta,
0: if that's who this is, if she is Hippolyta's daughter, then yeah, wouldn't that make her Wonder Woman's sister?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Haney, man, he's
0: He's so off the rails. I'll, I'll go ahead and put out a call. I don't know, but if Peter Rios is out there listening to the show and he listens to this episode, Peter, get in touch with us and explain this This. Wonder Girl, Wonder Woman, scene to us as as far as what you know, and and see if it makes sense to you.
1: Uh, and I and, there, and I go go ahead. And I know in the teen, the new Teen Titans, somewhere, I think it was like explained or re re explained again what actually who Wonder Girl is and what her relationship is to everybody, and I. I, I was not a huge new Teen Titans fan, uh, so I have not read very much of that, very little, in fact. But, right. y- yeah, I know this 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 did cause a problem for a well, while, it, and there were several stories written to try to fix it. Is this Wonder Girl, then, Donna Troy? Is that who this is? I think that's who it ends up being
0: retcon to be, yes. Oh, okay, because I I honestly don't know. I mean, I know that there's a <laughs> Wonder Girl, and obviously now I know there's you know, been a Wonder Girl since the mid-60s. But Donna Troy and and Hippolyta and Wonder Woman, and you know, I know that every time a, a new volume of Wonder Woman starts, they start with a new origin for her. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, right now, I don't know, is she Hippolyta's daughter? Is she not? Is she Zeus's daughter? Is she clay that was brought to life? Is she, I, I, I don't know anymore what Wonder Woman is, much less any of her extent.
1: <laughs> yeah me neither but to the depths of the sea in the kingdom of atlantis we have aquaman sitting in a giant clam and he says uh, yeah right that's Aqu- aqualad i give you permission to join the other teen titans but don't bite off more than you can chew <laughs> i now, love it now
0: is that is that
1: irony bite off more than you can chew and he's sitting in a clam shell. and aqualad responds if people took that advice aquaman nothing great or brave would ever be done see ya I'm like, ooh, boy. So he didn't sass him like Kid Flash did to Flash, but he did just kind of put him in his place. Oh, yeah, that that was kind of a a, a cut there, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like, it was like a, a, a shot to the, to the nuts there of Aquaman mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as he's heading out the door. But uh, back in Midville, uh, you know, Tommy's here trying to say, hey, like, I don't know what's going on. Let's, you know, try to figure this out. And, of course, the adults... Uh, look like they're gonna kick the crap out of him, and one of them even looks like he has like a, a wrench or a tire iron or something. Like he's gonna clobber him. Like what is yeah, going on like here? It's,
0: it's some kind of lynch mob coming after the boy because they think that his dad is ca- causing all this. And he's like, I, you know, I don't even know where my dad is, much less that he's causing this.
1: Yeah, and the one guy says, "There's the Holmes kid. He's behind that menace, helping his escape convict father. The whole family's no good." I was like, wow, why don't you jump to another conclusion there, pal? Oh, yeah, no doubt. That is just, yeah. But
0: now, would we be surprised to see people thinking and talking like that today?
1: <laughs>
0: no. So this know. was what,
1: 1965? So, so, uh, yeah, really? So, yeah. So, so, 58 years ago, almost.
0: <laughs> so I, I don't know if they got away from that and— now have come back around to it or have people always thought like that for the last 60 years? You know, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think there is a section of people that have and still do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, this poor kid, you know, he's got these eyes like, Oh crap, I'm in trouble here. Cause again, there's like probably a dozen adults at least. And mm-hmm. like, you know, some of them have some you know, weapons or something. And he's like, Oh boy. Well, thank God. Here comes his girlfriend on one of the, uh, honda uh, scooters or honda motorcycles here to pick him up <laughs> yep
0: she 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 saves the day riding in and he he jumps on the back of it like he'd jump on a horse
1: yeah and he he says something here i'm just thinking <clears throat> is this uh haney being a, a little uh, lewd here on the, the down low uh it, he tommy says you ride like you were born a saddle gal <laughs> and she mm. says why thank you stranger <laughs> uh yeah okay like, like wow Haney's having a little uh, fun here, but perhaps so. Yeah, but they zip around this giant uh, ugly hand that was uh, trying to grab them. And uh, she says, go, little Honda, go. And he says, Judy, that's the hand. It's after us. <laughs> and now we see a giant foot. That is a disgust. I don't look at it. I hate feet. I don't like feet. <laughs> feet, are- feet are disgusting. I don't okay. even care. If it's the foot of a supermodel. But this is disgusting. It's this giant. Pink, ugly, warty looking foot. Oh, gross. <laughs> <It's>
0: so bad. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> let, hang, hang, let me make it up. Billy hates feet. Okay. Okay. I'm good. Ugh, puke. And it says,
1: <laughs> the kid says, yowie, now a giant foot stomping down the block, the street. We've had it, honey. And she says, <laughs> never say die. And she's a goonie, I guess. And she uh, yeah, goes,
0: yeah.
1: It, she hops the bike over this ugly foot freaking foot. Oh, it's so gross. There's the toes and the toenails and everything. It's disgusting. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so gross. And he says, okay. "Fab, Judy, we're over. Headed for headquarters." So her name's Judy for some reason. I thought it was Marcia. Sorry about that. <laughs> I think Judy, Marcia though.
0: was the girlfriend in the in the last one we did uh,
1: oh okay uh, issue
0: 54 i believe that was Marsha there yeah oh okay so yeah maybe
1: this is judy here so yeah they get to the midville uh teen clubhouse and what gives you two that separated man's rampaging again and the adults say tommy's dad is behind it they're taking back the town government nixing the teens and tommy's like you know trying to keep a cool head here he's actually a good leader he says listen gang I'm sure my dad didn't unleash the separated man. Now we've got to show the adults we can handle this emergency. Are you with me? And they're like, all right, let's, you know, do it. But we could use some help. And I love this panel where it shows the Teen Titans arm in arm kind of marching into place. (laughs) Yeah, like they've already won. Yeah. (laughs) It's hilarious. They're like, again, if they were just walking in, it would be like, okay, whatever. It's like a superhero shot. Cool. But the fact that they're arm in arm just makes me laugh. (laughs)
0: That is that is funny, yeah.
1: Yeah, we've got it here. It comes now. Yeah, we the Teen Titans cool the most. <laughs> oh, I, I love the lingo.
0: I, yeah, I guess that's the way teenagers spoke
1: back then. I, I'm I'm not sure. And Robin, okay, kids, we've answered your SOS. What's the pitch? <laughs>
0: so, so you didn't come through town and see giant feet and giant hands, and you, you came you came from opposite, right, away from yeah. town
1: to the yeah. They came from the west side instead of the east side. Uh, I guess. guess. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) They didn't see any of this, but Tommy explains it to them. Years ago, my dad, Professor Brian Holmes, discovered a way of turning himself into a molecular giant that could separate into different parts. And he uh, is, you know, thought bubble here, and he's thinking to himself back to, my dad couldn't control himself in this fantastic form, and instead of doing good, the separated man was just a criminal menace, and we see it smashing... uh, uh, like, I don't oh, know, it's an armored car. And mm-hmm. finally, I guess they, you know, he goes back to his regular human form. And, you know, they're, they, they, the judge basically, you know, throws him into the slammer. And, you know, that's why the kid's dad's in the slammer. And he says, now the menace has come back, but I'm sure my dad isn't responsible. The adults are using this to discredit our teen government. You must help. And here we go again. Jumping jalopies. Look at what's coming now. And it's the two gross feet. Look look away, Billy. Hurry. Oh, God. Makes me want to puke. (laughs) (laughs) And then here's the dad. This is insane. The dad, we see him that, you know, busted out of prison. At first, it does look like he might be behind this because he's holding on to the one gross foot as it's going forward. Right. Yeah. yeah, At first, you don't really know because it's just, you know, the big one's the one big hoofs going to kick the clubhouse in next year. And somebody says, hanging on to the, Hey, look, it's professor Holmes. He's like, but dad, how? And there's a professor hanging on to the side of the gross foot. And he's got like a, uh, a syringe or something there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> uh wonder girl leaps into action and she gets her uh, magic lasso. I don't know if she has her own or she stole wonder woman's, but yeah. <laughs> she, she, she ropes it and, uh, kind of like chucks it over the top of uh, their little clubhouse, and it's like, Cool, Wonder Girl, toss that king size kicker for a total loss. And its mate is chasing after it. <laughs> it's mate,
0: <laughs> I, I guess that's what giant feet are, they're, they're a mated pair. So,
1: <laughs> Gross, I guess they,
0: they bond for life. I, I don't know,
1: Ooh, and they make little feet together, <laughs> oh, exactly. That's Gross. exactly what happens, yeah. But yeah, the kid goes running after it because you know it's his dad. So, you know, they're trying to think like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, hold on. You said your dad wasn't involved with this separated man. What about this kiddo? One of the kids says to Tommy and they're like, yeah, Tommy, were you putting us on? Your old man did escape. Maybe he is behind this. And he goes, no, we all just saw him as a normal self, which proves he's not the separated man, which is, again, a good point. This is Tommy here. Actually, he's still keeping his cool, not losing his head, even when some of the teenagers are getting a little excited and My favorite panel of this entire comic book. Wonder Girl. I believe, Tommy. No one with such sincere blue eyes could lie. And Tommy's girlfriend thinks to herself, Brr. Amazon or no Amazon. If she keeps that up, I'll yank her ponytail off.
0: There you go. A little bit of tension there. A little little bit of cat fighting, shall we say.
1: Oh, a love Triangle. I love it. Oh, oh, man. (laughs)
0: Judy and Wonder Girl fighting over Tommy
1: fantastic and uh Robin kids time's a wasting not time's wasting time's a wasting now here are your orders for operation separated man. Meanwhile, back in town, uh, the fuzz is a uh, shooting at a hand that's smashing stuff in the town and their guns are having no effect, so uh, they basically don't know what to do. but here comes the teen Titans on their Hondas uh, into the town with the teens and you know they're gonna Uh, take care of the business here and the guy we've taken the town government back from you teenagers and tommy says our day's not up yet sir we're still in charge follow robin gang so they're kind of like yeah screw you you know we're we're still in charge you can't take away our revoke our powers it's you know within our 24-hour time frame here (laughs) Uh,
0: now now, are we trying to to as the writer are we trying to invoke the good guys riding into town on horses to defeat the bad guy. Is that what we're seeing here? Is this kind of a, a Western homage in the process?
1: Oh, yeah. This is like the tombstone moment where they're on Yeah, horses. yeah. They
0: come riding <laughs> into town. Yeah. <laughs> on Okay.
1: Fantastic. But, yeah, Wonder Girl. She, you know, again, there's a big focus on her in this one. And uh, she got her lasso, and she's lasso in the hand. Well, then all of them are lassoing the hand as well. So every kid there, the the team Titans and all the other kids included, they rope the hand and then tie all the ropes to the back of their Hondas. And there's this crazy shot of them all uh, with the Hondas pulling the hand. And Robin, rev up your bikes full speed. And Tommy says, it's working. We're hauling that hand out of town. And that's a wild panel there, but I really like it.
0: Yeah, that, that's very similar to the, the one panel on the,
1: the splash page at the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. yeah i love it it looks really cool it's really really good artwork i'll have to give uh uh, bruno his uh his dues for that one
0: the the kids there's enough definition you can separate them all they don't look alike the hand is really gnarly looking you see all the uh lines or ropes or you know whatever they use to capture Mm -hmm. the hand and everything uh action lines from the hondas to to show that they're driving and yeah I, i thought it was it was really good artwork Wow,
1: but this next panel on the next page here, we go.
0: There's a crazy huge oh. eyeball. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that, now this. As soon as I saw this, I immediately thought
1: of any number of images I've seen from Ditko. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You figure a lot of uh, what late Golden Age and early Silver Age stuff there from Ditko and a couple other artists. Man, they they did a lot of crazy, weird horror, sci-fi. Yeah, stories. giant eyeball,
0: psychedelic kind of. Yeah, but when I saw that, I'm like. Man, I know I've seen Ditko
1: draw something almost just like this somewhere. That's probably where they got it from. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's it's another part of the separated man. and I bet my life if you saw all its features together, they'd spell out the face of Professor Brian Holmes. So again, the townspeople uh, are still on that kick of blaming him because last time they supposedly saw this separated man creature, you know it was him, but he pops up out of nowhere and he says, that's where you're wrong, Mr. Mayor. My face is right here where it belongs. And the mayor says, officers, arrest him. He's an escaped convict, and he's holding this giant syringe. So I'm thinking, yeah, really? Uh, uh, I don't know if yeah, i get
0: close. Yeah, really, you, you go get him. I'll, I'll stay over here away from that syringe. <laughs>
1: yeah, and we see the eyeball shedding a tear, but it's a flaming tear, and it starts to drop them down all over the town here and start catching the whole town on fire. Right. Now, I will say these these panels here where we've seen the eyeball,
0: the eyeball doesn't necessarily look as gnarly as some other parts of the separated man have looked. No,
1: it's just basically the eyeball and eyelashes and a little bit of the eyelid. And it's pink, but it isn't so gnarly looking. But
0: yeah, it's it, it, it. Yeah, it almost looks like just a, as if there could be just a giant eyeball.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which and then sounds well, oh, weird. But again, Haney with, you know, blazes, great guns. But and he's you know the last time we talked and now this issue too he's coming out with some really weird ones here
0: the mayor don't, don't forget the great Jasper over here yeah. on the
1: on the one great, panel J- great Jasper great Jasper what does that even mean
0: I have no idea
1: <laughs> I don't know yeah it's coming after us and he goes he's after something this is a the professor uh, Brian Holmes uh, speaking now he's only he's after something only which I can locate get back the Fahrenheit's terrific. <laughs> Instead of the saying Fahrenheit's really
0: terrific. yeah, really the Fahrenheit's <laughs> terrific. Okay. It's really hot. Um <laughs>
1: okay, Doc. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Again, Haney. Wait, why did you need to say that instead of it's just really hot? Uh, yeah. The Fahrenheit's terrific. Okay. A <laughs> <laughs> kid Flash shows up and he's like, "I'll oh, cool off those hot teardrops. And he just runs around at super speed and it does uh, you know, uh, get rid of them. So that helped kind of solve that problem. But you know, again there's not just this one giant beast running around. They have to contend with There's hands, feet, eyeballs, all sorts of stuff. And, you know, the giant eyeball starts moving away, but (laughs) we go back to uh, the teens that had the hand roped and they tie the ropes around to like part of a cliff that's sticking out there. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've tied it down, captured it, I guess.
1: And then they're going to go look for Tommy's dad. We got to find him because he knows how to stop the separated man. And then kid flash comes running and he has a, Uh, Professor Holmes here and he says one professor delivered on request and he's holding on to that syringe and he's like all you youngsters must believe me I didn't unleash the separated man the one responsible is my former cellmate Jake Trask and then he uh, thinks back here we got a flashback to him in prison and I got a question so you had a guy come to prison for uh, having this crazy scientific serum that turned him into this giant rampaging monster that could split into all these body parts and do even more damage and terror and whatnot. But you let him keep some of it in his cell? Oh, only only in the, the very low, low, low security prisons. Yes, absolutely.
0: It's kind of like a day
1: camp. You know, you just, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking this guy should have been sent to like, you know, Alcatraz or something where they shake down your cell every other week or something. Yeah, n- no,
0: no, no. They sent him to the
1: same place that they sent Martha when when she did her
0: time, you know, just a, a quiet little <laughs> vacation in the mountains. Actually, in the mountains here in West Virginia uh, is where uh, Martha did her time. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> just a couple hours from here, actually. So, yeah, yeah. And and apparently, yeah, that's where they sent him. They let him keep all his chemicals
1: and his and his science kit and all that stuff. So, yeah. And I mean he's in prison and he's doing something altruistic. He's trying to find a way to eradicate the criminal tendencies Whoa. of this serum. Yeah, but uh, they're not going to know that. <laughs> no. Yeah, so I basically mean, you know. yeah, so basically what happened is this Jake Trask guy got paroled and he stole the vial. <laughs> <laughs> walked yeah. out of prison with it.
0: Who, who would have thought that would ever happen, right? I mean, yeah, right. d- dudes, dude's cellmate took his stuff with him when he when he got paroled. Oh, yeah, I ne- never would have seen that coming.
1: I guess, and then rather telling the authorities and the police what happened, he broke out of prison to go stop this guy by himself. <laughs> there you go. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, why not just say, hey, this guy has a serum. He broke out. Here's how to stop him. Here's what he's going to be looking for. This, that. Like, Why didn't you just explain it?
0: Well, well, now I do have to say, if that's what he said, their first question would be, well, sir, how did he get a hold of those materials? And then he would have to fess up that he had them in prison, too. And they
1: would add 10 more years on it. Yeah. Sentences. So maybe
0: that's why he's <laughs> like, look, if, if I'm going to do more time, I'm going to do it because I broke out of here to stop this rather than I just sat here and gave him the whole story. So, yeah. OK,
1: yeah. He's, yeah, he's probably thinking they'll give him a lighter sentence if he breaks out, but then help solve this problem. Right, right.
0: It won't be quite as bad as, well, all of this is your fault to begin with,
1: so. I love Haney logic. <laughs> yeah, so now it's up to, you know, uh, the kids, the Teen Titans, and uh, the, the the wanted convict, you know, escape convict Professor Holmes here to uh, stop the, uh, the separated man. So he has this giant syringe, and he says it's an anti-serum. He says... I got it from my lab, but it only works when injected into the heart of the separated man, which we haven't seen the chest or just a heart <laughs> floating around yet. Yeah, we've seen other parts, but we have not seen a heart yet. No. No. And he goes, Trouble is, I have no idea where his torso was located. I hitched a ride on the feet, hoping they'd take me to it, but they managed to shake me off. And Wonder Girl is kind of like looking at him intently. And uh, Robin <laughs> says, but Then our job's to find that torso and inject the anti serum. I'm thinking, okay, I, I, I'm on board with all this. Then all of a sudden, wait, look, a giant it, ear behind that It gets that really rock. weird. Yeah, it's been listening to us. It's been <laughs> eavesdropping on us, trying to hear our plans. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh man. And then one of uh, the, you know, mayor in charge here, the young kid uh, Holmes, uh, says, "We'll fix that, Snooper. Turn on your transistors, kids, like real loud, right, Tommy?" and the radios all start blasting the beatles <laughs> so so if if i'm following correctly
0: now up to this point we have learned that all teenagers own a honda right and all teenagers carry a transistor radio with them
1: yeah absolutely and okay. Okay. and honestly that one that's the green one there with the two dials on it i used to have one like
0: that oh did you okay oh, okay yeah, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> i don't know where well, i Found it or whatever, but, yep, I had I, it, it. I worked. didn't carry mine with me.
0: I, I would turn mine on at night to my favorite mm-hmm. baseball team's games, the Cincinnati Reds, and mm-hmm. i put it under my pillow when I went to sleep and listen to it through the
1: pillow as I fell asleep. So I, I did do that. Oh, there you go. Well, that's enough to make the ear fly away. And Robin, ha-ha, great going, kids. That deafened the thing. It's taking off. <laughs> and the professor says, whew. I think I'm deaf now too. And all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. And Wonder Wonder Girl's gonna fly off here. Wonder Girl, track that ear. Maybe it'll lead you to the rest of the separated man. Keep in touch by walkie talkie. And I don't see a walkie talkie on her anywhere. Uh, no,
0: but did did you see her talk later on in the story? Oh yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She she has it on her wrist, so it's yeah, she's got some kind of wrist communicator she uses okay. later. But yeah, yeah, right
1: now it's like, well, wait, how, how did she get a walkie talkie? Where did she get a walkie-talkie? Yeah, I don't know, but I love this next panel. Yeah. But even as the teenager, teenage Amazon hurdles after the rapidly moving ear, shades of Pluto, a giant eye peeping at me from behind that hill. Well, that doesn't sound creepy. <laughs> no, but that's exactly
0: what's happening. She huh? is flying after an ear, okay, that's just flying by itself. <laughs> And as she's passing this this hill, there's this giant eye that is peering from back behind, uh, below the hill, watching her. And it, the the creep factor of this story is just going up and up all the time.
1: Yeah, this might be the most, like, gonzo, Haney story I've ever read. Man, this, yeah. <laughs> but But the next panel. And in that same instant, this gross-looking mouth shows up and starts, like, it I you want to say? It's blowing a breeze at her, but to blow a breeze at somebody, you don't do that with your mouth. It's like no. wide open, like it's trying to Pac-Man her. Yeah, like it's screaming. Yeah, or it's gonna her. like try to chomp on her like Pac-Man and the Ghosts. Yeah, so yeah, so we have a giant
0: eye, a giant ear, and then in this panel, a giant mouth, all disembodied.
1: Oh uh, yeah, this is <laughs> this is really creepy now, man. And it's going whoosh whoosh, and she says, "Merciful Minerva." Now a huge mouth is trying to blow me out of the sky. <laughs> oh, man. And sure enough, uh, the astounding separated man, part three, starts out with that exact scene where it's now it's screaming at her, not trying to blow her out of the sky, Sky screaming at her. And she says, that scream is driving even my thoughts from my brain. Okay. <laughs> yep. What? It's that loud. And it does. It blows her, knocks her right out of the sky. And she says, one two, three. I think that I shall never see a billboard as lovely as a tree. What? Why is she rhyming? I, who, who, who knows? I, I don't know. Because she's addled,
0: I guess. The, the, you know, the, the mouth is, is so loud, it's shaking her brain, and she... I,
1: I don't know. Oh my gosh. And she's like, a billboard, that's it. And she grabs a billboard and chucks it at the mouth and it says, "Sealum adhesive tape. It really sticks, and <laughs> it sticks into the mouth here, and Shuts up the mouth and uh, she flies Away as it's still like behind her there in the mouth And that's where yeah she has like bracelets Like Wonder Woman but it does but, look like There's a little like Apple watch or something on top Yeah
0: yeah it's like well For the rest of the story those were just bracelets Like you said like Wonder Woman but now One of them is a walkie talkie
1: Yeah and then she says Wonder Girl to Robin Lost contact with the Big Bear why did she say the Big Bear I have no idea
0: She was chasing after an ear
1: Right, yes. I, I don't
0: know where that became a bear.
1: Yeah, was it supposed to be Big, big Ear and, like, the letterer maybe screwed I, up? or I don't get that.
0: Could be, because if if that's all you solved, well, that wouldn't make any sense. Why are you chasing a Big Ear?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great, but so. OK, <laughs> WG, keep scouting anyway. So, you know, they're kind of using her because she has her flight ability to scout through the air. But then uh, we see Kid Flash. He's patrolling around and catches up with those gross feet. Oof. OK, I,
0: I have a quick question. Mm-hmm.
1: If if you were talking to somebody and you referred
0: to them by their initials, mm-hmm. w- would there be a period after the letters?
1: Um, maybe not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because you would just say the letter. Yeah. OK, I, I, I'm, that's that's being way picky. But I'm just like, <laughs> why are there periods after? OK, because it's an abbreviation. I get it. But you just
1: said letters. Why? Why? OK, sorry, sorry. Mm, and here we go with Kid Flash. He's just, you know, trying to keep pace at first with the two feet. And then he says, hey, those big dogs are trying to shake me. I'll have to go into high gear. And he starts running like super fast. But then he comes upon a a pile of uh, mud. or I'm sorry. He calls it a mud bog and falls face first into it. And obviously that slows him down enough that, uh, you know, he can't uh, keep up with them. So they give him the slip. And then I thought to myself, where the heck has Aqualad been during this entire adventure? Very good point. Well, here he comes. Aqualad to Robin. No sign of the separated man. He's out on a, is that supposed to be a boat or a shark? What is that?
0: I, I thought it was a boat when I first saw it. But now that you say, you know, maybe some kind of fish or something, I guess it could be. I, I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, that little not so great with the artwork on that one. So but again, otherwise, it's been great up to this point. But Tommy to Robin, no sign here. Nothing here. Like everybody's like looking for this uh, separated man and they can't find him. And then we see uh, uh, the professor here. He's uh, Professor Holmes. He says he's lying low, hoping we'll make a mistake and tip him to my lab's location. Well, at least he's not wrecking the town anymore. And then now here we go. The the pissed off mayor again and the cop and all the other Goonie townspeople. And he goes, Holmes, the only thing that stops us from arresting you is that I'm your only hope of getting rid of that menace. Right, Mr. Mayor? Don't worry. I'll return to my cell as soon as this terror is defeated. And then he says, Robin, Robin, in case anything happens to me, you should know that my lab's located in the abandoned lighthouse off the beach. And, and in the
0: background, there's the ear. Right. A giant <laughs> e- Nobody noticed it was there. It's as big as a building. And, you know, no, nobody realized
1: yeah, wait, Professor, that giant ear, the separated man's hear, heard everything. So then we go back to uh, uh, our buddy Tommy here and his uh, woman, and they're on their uh, Hondas, and they're at the beach. So then the next thing you know, there's a hand, and it pops up out of the sand, and it attaches to the rest of the separated man. And now he's uh, he's all full, and he's all going out to the lighthouse because he's going to get there to the lab where the formula is. And I love this part. He's heading for the lighthouse. Quick, grab your boards, kids. What are they going to do?
0: Well, they're going to surf out there, first of all. That's the big deal. They're going surfing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going surfing. Okay, to to, to do what? What are they going to do?
0: I, I, I have no idea, but I'm sure Haney has a cool plan right now. But they're going surfing. That's the big thing. And they're throwing out words like Grimmies and
1: dads and Hot Doggers. <laughs> they're being hip they're being cool with it mm-hmm. but not far behind now we see Aqualad here and he's on like I guess is that like a kind of ray like a manta ray or something probably the same one
0: that he, he keeps abusing by letting it be a taxi <laughs> for the others yeah
1: <laughs> he says those kids need help a wave made by these whales and they see a bunch of happy really happy looking whales right behind them
0: the the, the next panel is just awesome look at these kids man <laughs>
1: Yeah, one of them is standing on a surfboard <clears throat> in like a speedo with his butt cheeks sticking out, by the way, and he's got his arms straight across. And another guy is on the surfboard, and again we see that there's like now these manta rays are like underneath their surfboards. And the one guy's like, or a one girl, I'm sorry, says, "Cool, aqua that's given us a wall of our own. Ride, kids, ride. We'll catch that big freak now. <laughs> yep, catch him doing right. what?" I don't well, want their surfboards.
0: What? exactly? We'll, we'll we'll find it. We'll f- just you you got to enjoy the just the, the cool hipness of the teenagers and and the surfing and stuff. That's the whole point.
1: Come on, don't spoil it. And I love the one guy that's hitting it with the surfboard uh, that right in the beginning. There, he's just standing there on his surfboard with his hands in this really weird position, and like he almost looks like he's thrusting his hips forward. Mm-hmm. Almost, yeah. What is this goon doing? <laughs> but then uh, Wonder Girl shows up. And uh, she grabs her magic lasso and stops the arm from coming out and smashing the surfer kids because they're basically doing nothing at all. They were going to get killed. Yeah, it's like they're throwing
0: like popsicle sticks essentially against a regular sized person. uh, All those surfboards against this giant dude.
1: Yeah, and she's trying to stop him, but she's not even strong enough because he's a giant, you know. And all of a sudden it's uh, as the Colossus reaches the pier and it goes to stand up onto the pier. And its weight just smashes the pier like it's just too much you know, for it to handle. And it falls backwards and it looks like a hilarious scene here. We had uh, Robin on his Honda with uh, Professor Holmes with the giant syringe still. And we're going into the drink and they both fall in. And For some reason, he gets knocked out. I don't know why. It just yeah. looks like he fell in just like Robin. Right. Nothing else yeah. happened to him. But I'm he not fell sure in. And, yeah, somehow got knocked out. But Robin's like, I'll take this syringe and he swims underwater and while uh you know wonder girl is uh you know wrestling wrestling with this guy he uh goes swimming up to him with uh, this manta ray i guess he hops on it, and kid flash is there and again they're all underwater this entire time how are they breathing other than aqualad
0: uh not not uh, holding their breath i yeah I I guess, you know, Wonder Girl, maybe, maybe, you know, she can do it for longer. But the Flash and Robin, I I don't know how they could, especially the Flash, you would think with all that speed, he would burn oxygen faster than the rest of us. So even, you know, him and and Robin, what what do they do underwater?
1: Mm, Yeah, they're in deep stuff. Like, usually Batman and Robin have like those little, I don't know what they call them, but they have little things in their utility belt to like breathe underwater. Mm hmm. Well, we didn't see Robin pull anything like that out. Nope. He's just holding his breath forever and a day. And he does eventually, you know, come swimming up and jam the hypodermic needle uh, into the torso of the giant molecular man. And he says he's vanishing and in his place, Jake Trask. So then uh, Kid Flash, not only is he still breathing underwater, but uh, he uh, uses his uh, super speed legs here to grab uh, Robin and uh, Jake Trask. And kick his legs really fast to bring them up to uh, the surface. And then, <laughs> here we go. There's going to be a rumble. Because uh, Mr. Mayor here is holding Wonder Girl like uh, on his shoulders. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Kind of weird. And, and Aqualad's got uh, the professor there riding on his shoulders.
1: Yeah, and Robin on some other surfer kid's shoulders. And I guess uh, Kid Flashner, too. It looks kind of weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And then there's two cops, and they have Jake Trask, and uh, Professor Holmes says, My job is done, Tommy. Now I must go back and finish out my prison term. See you shortly, son. And Robin says, Your escape won't add to your sentence, Professor, considering your only purpose was to defeat the separated man. And and, uh, Tommy says, Well, I wonder how Midville will feel about teen government now. Robin, you did great, Tommy. You and all the kids, and that's for the signal that the teen titans to disperse. For now, our job's over. And... There they go. Everybody goes their own separate ways. They still don't have a, a headquarters where they get to hang out yet. That is that is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a- end of story. So, yeah, this is a wild one, man. It, just the villain alone in this one was crazy. Like I, I don't know where Haney thought of this. I I don't
0: know. I don't know that I've ever seen a movie where anything. So, yeah, I don't.
1: I don't know where he came up with that. Yeah, like I'm thinking maybe like some issue of like Strange Adventures, you know, at DC. They had some really wacky, wild stories. Maybe there's something sort of similar in there. I mean, if there is, I haven't read it yet. I haven't read anywhere near all that run. But I know that, you know, that uh, title did have some crazy stuff in it from time to time.
0: Maybe so. Maybe, you know, maybe something came across his desk or he he proofed something that somebody else did. And he's like,
1: hey, I could use that idea. But yeah, this one was wild. Like I said, this the, the crazy villain. The whole howling Hondas, how they were all big into these Honda motorcycles, Honda. which was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was strange. And then, of course, the Wonder Girl being you know, Wonder Woman's sister and all that insanity and <laughs> the flaming tears from the eye. That was really weird, too. That was really
0: weird. Yeah. But then I guess, you know, you're like, well, how how can we get an eyeball be aggressive? You know, how can it attack? Oh, how about how about flame
1: tears? Okay. Yeah, that's definitely a Haney thing there. He, I, I have no uh, problem thinking he thought of that all by himself. Yep. <laughs> Cause the rest of the body parts were just regular body parts, like hands and feet and they smash stuff and kick stuff and grab stuff. But the flaming tears from the eyes were really, really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. This one was absolutely insane, but all right, man, that is going to wrap us up for this one. So another uh, crazy zany Haney issue uh, uh, down the, uh, down the tubes here, man. This one was crazy. And I'm glad you picked these two out because I didn't uh, go back too much. Usually, all the stories I was reading from him were in the trades that I have. And I think they start at issue 74. So I really mm-hmm. didn't go backwards to look at too many of these. But, uh, you know, these last couple you and I talked about were great. I'm glad you picked these two. Yeah, they, they were
0: really fun. I, I thought uh, this one, uh, Brave and the Bolt 60, w- was just weirder uh, than 54 was not that 54 was like just a normal uh superhero book but 60 was just this one was just weird with like you said all the body parts and yeah and they were just gnarly looking body parts on top of that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah remember people if you're going to learn any lessons from this issue it's uh cover your feet wear socks wear shoes don't wear yeah. don't have your feet out in public it's gross remember people Billy does not like feet so. <laughs> yeah don't send me any feet pictures or I'll block you <laughs> feet, feet pics, yeah <laughs> get you a get
0: you a guest membership at like gnarlytoes.com or something like that
1: man gross alright <laughs> <laughs> oh. right, well that's gonna wrap us up for this one so uh, if anybody's looking for you out there where can they uh, seek you out in
0: um, usually I hang out at T L T E A L Productions. That's one word on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm on some of the other places too, but Twitter is usually where I am and it's definitely where I interact the most. So you could tweet at or you could uh, message me or leave a comment on, on a, a, something that I post or repost and, and chances are I'll see it within a couple hours and be able to get back to you if you, if you want to get in touch
1: with me about something. Yeah, and that's a one stop shop for all your shows and everything you do and when you guest and everything like that. So, yeah, everybody check that out for, you know, Lords of Order, uh, Superman Super Show, Thorcast, all that stuff. Uh, you'll find all that right there. You know, when you have episodes drop, you'll tweet them out and, you know, people can uh, get to you there. Either, you know, send you messages or at you there and, you know, let uh, let Ed know that you're listening to his stuff because there's a lot of fun stuff out there.
0: Absolutely. I'd be more than happy to, to talk to folks about stuff like that. Uh, pretty much at this point, I've got a, a different episode of a show coming out every week. Every week is a different one, uh, definitely for the rest of the year. And I, I think I might keep that up for next year, although I don't have any of those plans in cement yet. So I'm not sure. But yeah, um, you'll you'll be able to hear my wonderful voice. Uh, I'm kidding, uh, by the way, uh, uh, probably once a week on a different show, if, if
1: you really want to
0: you know, if you're interested in the kind of comic books that I like to talk about.
1: Yep. Like I said, there's some good stuff out there, so definitely check out, uh, Ed on there. And uh, like you said, you're on some other social medias too, but usually most active on Twitter, but, uh, yeah, definitely look for it out there. So once again, thank you, my friend. This was a blast. Uh, I really enjoyed this. Uh, this was really fun. Absolutely. Thank you, Billy. All right. Well, I'm going to duck out of here and then, uh, wrap up the show.
0: Imagine a podcast that celebrates the things we love. Why spend time being so angry and cynical about our fandoms? Join me, the irredeemable shag, for a show where we're just trying to be happy. The Once Upon a Geek Podcast. Our discussions focus on a variety of geeky subjects that we're passionate about. Well, the topics will be ever-changing. Our focus will be on science fiction, comic books, what it means to be a geek in this world, and other nostalgia-fueled ideas. Life is short. Focus on the positive. Find your joy. The Once Upon a Geek Podcast, part of the Fire & Water Podcast Network.